Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode, like I always am, because I just love getting on here and encouraging your hearts and talking about the Lord and just sharing what He is teaching me in this season of my life. And so a lot of times what I share on here is really just what God is teaching me or what I'm experiencing in my life, and it's just an overflow of that. And so it's just such a joy and an honor and a privilege to do that. And I don't just say that, like I truly genuinely mean it. And God is just so good. I just love what He is doing in the lives of so many people, including my own right now, and how He's shifting so many into new seasons and just taking us into a greater depth of understanding of his word and new levels of glory and just helping us to learn how to steward the gifts and the talents that he's given us. And I'm just seeing that in so many people's lives. And it's so encouraging to see God at work and to see people really awaken to the reality that God has a call for your life, that God has things he wants to do in and through you. And it's so cool to see people, especially people that I'm really close with, experience that and just learning to hear God's voice better and learn and dig like just digging into the word more and all those things and and really discovering even just something like how to pray for people or how to give a prophetic word and just stepping into those things. It's so cool because really the reason we do those things isn't about us. It's about God being glorified first and foremost, but then also seeing people's lives impacted and changed by the truth of God's word. And I just, I just love living for him. And I always say that anyone who says being a Christian is boring has only experienced religion because living for God is the best decision I've ever made in my life and the most exhilarating one. And yes, since I've been a Christian, I've gone through hard times and in dry seasons and things like that. But God always pulls me out of those things and heals me and sets my feet on new paths and just all those things. It's it's an adventure for sure. And I'm just so thankful that He chose to love me, and I'm so thankful that He chose to love you and that He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And so today, I really want to talk about obedience. It's kind of been a buzz topic I've been talking a lot with friends and different people about, and really something that God just drove home in my heart today. And there's a scripture that says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so God was just really ministering that word to my heart tonight about just how I could, I could give him everything and and give my tithe and give my time and and really surrender my life to him and in those ways and sacrifice you know my entire life to him we're called to be living sacrifices to him right and i always say that sacrifices burn and so if we're living sacrifices we should be fully awake sober minded alert and we should be burning for him and so 
that scripture though says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So no matter what we could give to God, our obedience to him means even more than that. And so I've been having a lot of conversations about obedience and what does that mean? What does that look like? And I just really feel like God is challenging his people in this hour to be quick to obey, to be quick to obey. And obviously if the Lord tells you, hey, next week do this or sit on this, pray this through, whatever, that's different. There's so many words that God's given me that haven't come to pass yet. And that's not because of my disobedience. It's just because of the timing of the Lord. But there are times that like, we just need to be quick to obey. And so for example, today, I, when I got home from work, I really felt, actually it was yesterday, really felt led of the Lord to call someone. It's a pastor friend that I had actually met a few weeks ago on an airplane on my way home from New York. And if you know me at all, you're probably laughing at that because I truly don't know a stranger. And the Lord had told me there would be a divine appointment on the airplane. I just didn't know, you know, if it'd be the person next to me or the stewardess or whatever. Like I'm just, I want to be, I can't say that I always am, but I want to always be open to be used of the Lord to minister to people wherever I'm at. And so I was really believing that because when I had got online the day before my flight to check where my seat was located, I had an aisle seat. And I was like, I don't know if I really like aisle seats. I think I'd rather be by the window because I want to be able to see outside. So I went to go change my seat and the Holy Spirit said, don't change your seat, stay where you're at. I'm like, okay, you put me there strategically. I'm going to see what this is about. So I'm excited. I get on the plane. I have my AirPods in. I'm listening to music. And um, I'm like, you know, just praying and reading my journal and different things that I do. And uh, I have a journal that I actually, I love writing scripture and journal. In my journal, I have like 15,000 journals, but I love doing that. So I encourage you when you're reading the word to like write the word out, just something about writing things out solidifies it. That's like scientifically proven. And so I like to do that. So I had my little journal out and I was reading through some scriptures that I had written down and the guy next to me was kind of sleeping and I was like, okay, well, you know, I had like over an hour. It was actually, it was only a little over an hour. Flights to New York are super uh, short from Detroit. So that's really nice. But I was like, all right, Lord, you know, you can just have your way. I'm not going to try to force anything here, whatever. And he had gotten up to go to the bathroom. And then when he came back, I took my AirPod out and I was like, so are you originally from New York or are you from... Michigan. And he was like, neither actually I'm from the Dominican Republic. And I was able to share with him like, wow, that's really cool. I went there in 2007 for a missions trip, which he was really excited about. And so I shared about that with him. And then he asked me if I was originally from Michigan or New York. And I told him that I'm originally from Michigan and I was in New York for a missions trip and that I'd gone there to minister with Bill Wilson's ministry, which is the largest kids ministry in America. And just sharing about what we had done that week. And I was just really excited to share those things with him and didn't know if he was a believer or not at that point. But when I had shared that, he goes, Oh, you're a cr-. He just lit up. He was like, you're a Christian. And I said, I am. Are you? And he's like, yes, I'm a pastor. And I was like, Oh, well, that's so awesome. So we got to share our testimonies and uh, just really just talk about our families. And it was just really good conversation. And it was so nice to have someone, you know, of like mind to just talk with for the rest of the flight. And I was like, okay, Lord, this is really cool. So he ends up opening up to me about some health problems that his daughter was having. And I was like, can I pray for her? And he was like, absolutely. So we got to sit there and pray together on the airplane and 
it was just really special for me because like he was praying in Spanish while I was praying in English and we were just praying together for her and declaring a miracle over her body and, and just standing in faith for that. And it was just so encouraging. And I always love the fact that other people around us had to hear it, whether they liked it or not. And so I just think that's really cool and something that we should always be open to ministering publicly just because it glorifies God. And Um, The word says to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God. And it's so encouraging too for other believers to see believers that that are out and about and just praying for people. Like I love that. And so, so that had happened. He had given me like his church business card and was like, call me and you know, whatever. And so it's been a few weeks now and I decided to call him yesterday. Like he was on my heart and I was like, I'm going to call him. And it was the timing of the Lord. I'm telling you, like I called him and he was on his way to the hospital to be with his daughter. And it was so evident that he was just so heavy hearted. Obviously his daughter's in the hospital and not doing well. And, and, um, you know, and I just encouraged him like God is a miracle worker. Nothing is impossible and all the things. And, and I could just tell he was having a hard time believing for it because it was just when, when the mess of life is right in your face, it is hard to stand in faith for, for what God can and will do. And that's why it's so important that we are surrounded by other believers that can just hold us up when we can't hold ourselves up. And I just encourage you to have good, solid community. Sorry if my voice is sounding crazy. I had to get up and find a bottle of water because I should have had one when I started because I always need water when I'm talking. Um, But anyway, it's so important that we do have solid community around us and people that we can call on and say, I am struggling today and this is what's going on. And, And it's a safe place. It's like there's no condemnation. There's no criticism or judgment. It's just like, okay, I'm going to stand in the gap for you today because chances are a few weeks down the road or whatever, like you're going to, I'm going to need that out of you. And to just have that community is so needed. And I pray that if you don't have that, that God would send those kind of people into your life that you could just be that for, and that you would begin being that for other people, even before you have it for yourself, if that's the case. And so I told him while I was on the phone with him yesterday and he was on the way and I could tell like he was just really struggling. I said, you might not be able to stand in faith right now, but I will stand in faith for you, for her healing and for her miracle. And I'm going to have my friends praying. And so I uh, would be so blessed if you even paused this right now and said a prayer for her, his daughter, and then continue on with the podcast after that would be such a blessing. And, and so it was really cool. And then today we talked more and I'm actually going to get to take a team down to his church in April and minister down in Ohio is where he ministers at, where his church is at. And so it's just really cool how just, just like the fruit of obedience. I think a lot about God, like, this thing that I said yes to, whatever that is, there's so many stories I could share and God's probably going to lay a few on my heart here to share with you. But there's so many things that God has had me do or, you know, whatever. And I've said yes, and I've stepped out in obedience and then it's opened the door for so many other things. And you can go back and connect the dots in the moment, maybe not so much, but you can look back because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You can look back and you can see how your faithfulness to God and your obedience, just because you love him. The word says, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And so 
it's doing those things because you love him. And really that's why you're not doing it to get anything from him. You're not doing it, you know, God, I'm going to do this so that you'll do this for me. And they're like, I want to be obedient to him simply because I love him. And so for me, like with the airplane thing, it was like, oh, like I'm going to pick another seat. And the Lord's like, no, stay where you're at. And I, I didn't even argue about it, even though there was preferred other preferred seats that I could have had that were closer to the front, could have got off the plane quicker, whatever. But I encourage you to stop looking for a life of convenience. That's so hard, especially when you live in first world that we're just so accustomed to convenience and what's best for me. And and we do a lot of things out of selfish ambition. And that is something God has been stripping my heart of over the last few years. And that I'm constantly in a heart check with God. I pray before I make this decision, before I say yes to this or do anything, God, that I'm not doing anything out of selfish ambition because that's what the word says do nothing out of selfish ambition and the word says that love is not self-seeking and we're called to love above everything else that's the two greatest commandments to love god with all of our heart soul mind and strength and then to love our neighbors as ourselves and so love looks like not being self-seeking so i'm i'm very cautious to to weigh my motives and make sure that I'm doing things from a pure heart all the time. And so, yeah, it would have been nicer to be closer to the front of the plane. I would have had um, a window seat and I would have got off the plane quicker, all those things. But I'm not living my life for convenience and I'm not living my life for me. I'm living my life to glorify God. I love Galatians 2.20. It's one of my favorites. And we have been driving this verse home this year at my church, but it says, I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I love that the word says, when we give our lives to God, when we lay down our lives, we surrender our lives to him, that's when we find our lives. When we try to keep our lives, we lose it. And so many people are in like this self-preservation mode and and I got to do what's best for me and, you know, do you and all those things that we're told by the world. But that is so backwards. We serve an upside down kingdom and his kingdom says, lay your life down, take up your cross daily. Do not live to gratify your flesh. Live and walk and breathe according to the spirit of God. And we just, it's so important that we just stay in the word, that we stay in prayer, that we're intentional in our relationships with other believers and with God first and foremost, and that we are able to sharpen each other. But if we're dull, we're not going to be able to sharpen each other. And so I love having those rich conversations like I've been talking about with my friends about obedience and just saying yes to the call of God on our lives and not being hasty either. It's like, I know God's shifting some things in my life, but I'm not willing to be hasty about them. I'm going to wait until the Lord says yes, and then I'll move forward. If he says step, I'll step forward. If he says turn this way, that way, whatever, I'm going to do what he's called me to do. And I'm, I'm going to be obedient to him more than, you know, people's opinions or what other people want me to do. I answer to him first and foremost. And I love the, you guys, if you've been around me at all over the last couple of years, you've probably heard me say this quote a million times. It's not a scripture. It's just a quote by Irma Bombeck. But it says, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would have not a single bit of talent left in me, but I could say I used everything you gave me. And I love that. And that is my ultimate goal and my ultimate prize is, is to one day stand before him and to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You did good. You did what I called you to do. You fulfilled the call that I had on your life that so many people I truly believe don't ever discover the call of God on their lives. And I'm not one of those people that thinks, you know, just because something happens, it's God's will. I don't believe that at all. There's so many things in scripture that 
clear cut say this is God's will and people aren't living that. So I don't believe that God's will always happens. I believe that there's a certain level of intentionality that has to take place of us seeking God and it doesn't it's not complicated. We don't I think we overcomplicate it. We go from one end of like not asking God anything regarding our lives to the other end of like I'm not willing to do anything unless literally he comes down and writes it in the sky. There's just this beautiful thing about abiding in him and that's been a word that have has been heavy on my heart for a couple years now, really, but about just abiding with him, doing life day in and day out with him. He's not just a Sunday God. He is a, an every moment of every single day God. And so Sunday morning is just a chance to get together with other believers, encourage each other, get in the word, all that good stuff. It's great. But if that's all you're experiencing, you are completely being shortchanged and you are living beneath God's best for you because he is a God who desires intimacy with you and just an abiding relationship with you where you are in communication with him all the time, where you're hearing from his heart all the time. Does that mean God's speaking all the time? No, not necessarily. I'm not hearing him speak all the time, but my ears are always open for when he does speak and I'm always talking to him. I'm hearing him through his words. Sometimes I'm hearing him with my spiritual heart, like he's speaking to me in different ways and he speaks to us in so many ways. So I just pray that your eyes and your ears are open to what the spirit is doing in this hour, in this season of your life, because God is doing extraordinary things. And there's so many people that just have their ears plugged spiritually. And the Lord gave me a vision. I completely forgot about this. He's just reminded me right now as I'm sharing. I just love, love the Lord. And I pray every time before I get on, Lord, you fill my mouth. I'm just going to share whatever, whatever you bring up in my heart. And so that's what I'm doing. So I had a vision and it was like three different sets of ears, spiritual ears. One of them like open. I can hear what the Lord's saying. You know, there's no, there's nothing hindering my hearing. Then the second one had like cotton balls in the ear and it was like, I can kind of hear, but sometimes I struggle to hear. Um, there's something that's blocking, but it's not completely blocking. I can hear the Lord at times, but not, not as much as I could. And then the third one was like full out cement in the ear where it was like, I'm not hearing anything. My spiritual ears are completely off. And I think that would fall in two categories, either people that aren't saved and aren't serving the Lord at all, or people that are just have grown cold toward the Lord and are back either backslidden or just don't want to hear from God there you know there are people believe it or not that that is the case and so there's like cement in their ears are not hearing and so I just pray for everyone on here I'm like okay Lord why did you have me share that but that our ears would be like that first part of the vision where your ears are completely open to hearing him speak and that you are living moving and be having your being in him and that you're hearing that voice behind you, like the word says, that he'll be that voice behind us telling us the way to go and to walk in it. Because I don't know about you guys, but I want to get it right. I want to do everything that he put me on this earth to do. I don't believe my life was an accident. I don't believe that I'm here just to exist until I die. Like I believe that God has a purpose on my life, that there's a world that he has for me to impact and that there are things that he wants for my life not only for me to do ministry wise of course we all have ministries that he's called us to and things that he's anointed us for but there are things that God wants me to experience just because he loves me and just for the sheer enjoyment of life because life is meant to live abundantly the word says that in John 10 10 it says the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly and that abundant life truly is walking hand in hand with him and experiencing everything he has for you and that's not always like these you know I don't know for me it's very easy for me to get 
just really consumed with ministry and writing, which I love. It's a gift that God's given me, but like writing and speaking and doing podcasts and all those things. But I am always guarding my heart to make sure that I'm doing those place, those things from a place of overflow and not just out of obligation or because this is a religious duty that I have or whatever. But then to also know if I'm not writing and I'm not recording a podcast and I'm not speaking in front of people, I'm not ministering one-on-one with people, those are just things that God has me doing in this season, that I can still enjoy life and that God is still right with me and that my life isn't any more meaningful when I'm doing those things than when I'm not. And so I just think that's a word of encouragement to somebody who's listening, maybe several, to know that what you do for God needs to be an overflow of just your love for him and not any sort of obligation or, or attempt to stay in right standing with him because you already ha- you already have his approval. You already have his favor. You already have his love. He loves you because he loves you. And uh, I just love that. I love the scripture that says we love him because he first loved us. He made that initiation toward us. It's not us trying to earn good merit with the Lord. And we try to do enough because our righteousness is as filthy rags. He, we could never do enough to be good enough, but he loved us anyway. He loved us anyway. And he did not wait for anyone to get cleaned up before he said, come to me, come to me. And that's such a misconception. I think we want for, for ourselves or for other people. We just have this like expectation of like, get yourself cleaned up and then come to God. And it's so backwards because we come to him and then he cleans us up. We let him do that work in us, which is, you know, in Christianese is called sanctification. It's just the process of becoming more and more like him, becoming more holy, more set apart. But that's a process and it should be a process. I don't look the way I did when I first gave my life to the Lord. Praise God. He's taken me through so much like maturity in the Lord and then just cleansing me of of worldliness and my flesh and making me more like him and we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. Romans 12 two, it says to not conform to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we're renewed through the word of God. We cannot be transformed unless we renew our mind, but he does that transforming through his word. It's the power of his word and us applying it to our lives. And so I just encourage you not to make it about works, not to try to like do all these things and strive to please him. Just be obedient to him because you love him. Apply his word to your life because you love him. Read his word because you love him. And then just let him work in your life. And I'm just believing that so many of you that listen are going to begin hearing God like you've never heard him before and that you are going to be quick to obey, like I said, because you love him and that you're going to do those things from an overflow of abiding in relationship with him and you're going to have delight in it. It's not going to be like, oh, God's making me do this. You're like, no, I get to do this. I get to hear his voice and then respond accordingly. And then he's so faithful. He is so faithful and he always rewards faithfulness. It's just a it's just part of the of the equation. We don't do it for that reason, but it's just who he is because he's good. So I pray this episode encouraged you. I'm going to go ahead and pray and just, um, like I said, keep my, keep my new friend and his family in your prayers. It would just mean a lot to me. And I know it would mean even more to him. And so I'm just going to pray over you guys and pray that you have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in and let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. God, I just thank you for the things that you're teaching all of us in this season, God, and what you're taking us into. God, we praise you and thank you for the for the seasons that are behind us and the lessons that we've learned and the things that you've done in and through our lives. But God, we are expectant for what's ahead. We're expectant for what you have up ahead, Lord, we thank you for 
all that you're doing and all that you're yet to do. And God, I just pray release over every person that listens to this episode, God, that you would open their spiritual ears, anything that has mine or any of my listeners ears plugged in any way. God, I pray that their spiritual ears would be open. God, your word says that your sheep know your voice and another voice they will not follow. So God, I thank you that we know your voice. So we are so acquainted with your voice. God, when we hear a voice that's not of you, we know immediately and we reject it. And God, I pray that we would be so in tune with your voice. God, it would be the loudest voice, louder than our own voice, louder than the voice of the world, louder than the opinions of other people, even our most trusted mentors, God, that your voice would mean the most and it would be the loudest in our lives. God, I praise you and thank you for hearts that are surrendered to you. God, I thank you for hearts that are obedient to you, hearts that just beat for you and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 